Are you ready to stop the self-sabotage and create the life you desire? Well, in order for that to happen, you need to break free from the bad beliefs that are holding your success hostage. You need to optimize the stress by turning it into extra energy for success. And those hurtful habits? Well, we need to give that pain a purpose for progress. Welcome to Stop the Self-Sabotage and Create the Life You Desire podcast. Have things ever been going so well for you, so smooth, and then all of a sudden, out of nowhere, a thought comes in of, oh, the other shoe is going to drop. Or maybe you were in a really feel-good place, those emotions were just flowing, and then you found yourself getting angry. Or maybe, like me, just a couple of days ago, yeah, physical, you know, been working out, feeling so much better, and then bam, a migraine out of nowhere, at least it appeared to be showed up that took me out for 24 hours. What's going on with all of that? Well, that's what we're going to be talking about today when we're going to be going over when we go toxic, what it means to be toxic, how can we, how we uh, inadvertently created in others and how it all started with cluster Fs. This is part four out of four of a series called Dysregulated Dysfunctional Toxic, Can It Get Any Worse? Yes, it can. And we want to make sure that you're able to stop the progression of pain and then start giving it a purpose for your health. I believe it was Carl Jung who said, uh, if you study the sick, I'm paraphrasing him, if you study the sick, You'll only learn how to treat disease and illness. If you want to be healthy, you've got to study those that are well. So we're talking today as far as how to stop the progression of things that have happened in your life, in your past, that continue to maladapt in a way that makes you sick mentally, emotionally, and physically. But then how to move into health, because it's not enough just to stop the self-sabotage. We've also got to create the life you desire. Okay. So I mentioned my migraine. Yeah. I had a migraine show up, took me out for 24 hours. Uh, And when I said took me out, I was still functioning. I was still seeing clients. I was still able to move through my day, but it had an underlying current that I felt like crap. And because I do have things in place now to take care of the aphasia, which is the loss of words, and uh, that halts the, the loss of my vision, I'm able to keep going. I didn't really have migraines until a year ago. Uh, up to that, I had only had two in the previous 58 years that were all drug reaction induced. But then a year ago, they showed up. And when they showed up, they were showing up almost weekly. And we know 
that the American Medical Association has even stated that over 80% of all conditions are from unmitigated stress, stress that is not handled. It turns into distress, which then opens the door for disease. Okay. So I knew I had to get to what the message was of this chronic condition, and it's going to be different for everybody. But uh, I worked with my own mentor. I worked with self-hypnosis because the subconscious, which runs your entire system and then includes your health, uh, also holds all of your memories and the meaning of those memories. And it is here that I want to say something important. When you take on a meaning of something, you don't take it on from the educated adult you are now. If something happened when you were two or 10 or 20, you took it on the meaning that you could make sense of at the age you were when the experience or experiences took place. So it may not make sense to you right now as an adult, but it made complete sense to the you that was going through a time in your life when there was pain that was overwhelming, that was flooding, and that you did not have the skill set to get through, nor did you have anyone to assist you in making it through. So I had worked with my own mentor for quite some time. Uh, whenever I finally got the message that it's okay to take care of yourself and it's okay to be taken care of made complete sense because whenever the, the migraines were showing up unrelenting, uh, I had moved into my own place. That was a complete dive at the time. I was starting over with practically nothing nothing in the bank account. I had a closet full of clothes and um, a dining room table. And that's all I had. Everything else I had to recreate. And let me tell you, at the age I was then, at 59, I really never, ever dreamed that I would have to start my life over from scratch. So, uh, the migraines were telling me that I needed assistance, that if, if I couldn't give it to myself, that I would need others to come in and help me, which is exactly what happened. I had family come in over the holidays and uh, and things were great. So now let's fast forward. I haven't had a migraine in months and months. And then all of a sudden it showed up and I'm like, Okay, what's the message here? Well, as you probably know, uh, if you've been listening to me for a little bit, I have a new puppy. His name is Thor. He just turned five months. So I've had him the last three months uh, because I am the only one with him. Uh, that means my entire life had to be restructured all around the baby. No going out to the movies or for lunches or dinners. I stopped dating. Everything was put on hold for him. And the migraine was simply a reminder that I needed to start doing some things for myself. Made a date with a friend 
to to go out to a local festival this coming weekend. And she's like, okay, you're going to bring Thor so we can socialize him? And I'm like, no, he's going to stay home. I'll still be there like what he needs me, but he's at the age now to where he can spend some time alone on his own and I can start going out and doing things for myself. Now, I don't know what chronic challenge you may have. Maybe it's with your weight or blood sugar, heart challenges. Could it be worse? Yes. But I know that there is a mind-body connection that is worth being explored. It doesn't mean that the situation is going to go away that's showing up physically. Um, And the same way with emotions. Those emotions and those thoughts can break through. Doesn't mean they're going away. They're just a powerful reminder for you to get back on track that you wound up getting lost in a roundabout And now it's time to start moving forward again. So this is what it means for our system to go toxic. And that's mentally, emotionally, physically. And then somebody asked me just yesterday, what about spiritually? Uh, Spiritual is found in all of those levels. You don't, you cannot separate spirit out from them. So if you're sick spiritually, it's going to show up mentally, emotionally, physically, or maybe D, all of the above. Toxic means that the system was not able to handle what happened to it. And so it continued to move. There's still movement, but movement of maladaption, movement to where, um, it will make you sick. There's still movement, but it's decay. See, everything in the universe seeks more life. It's the number one law of the universe, more life, but it can show up through two ways, growth or decay. And disease seeks more life, but on the decay side. So you have to give the pain a purpose for progress, allow it to talk to you and give you the message that you need to hear to begin to stabilize. I remember one of my mentors telling me one time, Don, there are some situations you're going to find yourself in that for whatever reason, you cannot remove yourself immediately. How stable can you stay? How regulated can you stay while you're in that space and place? And while you're trying to find a way out. So that's what it means to go toxic. Your system is going to continue to find ways to move, but it's going to be on the side where things continue to break down and fall apart. Now, we can actually create environments for others to go toxic without even meaning to. I'm going to use myself as an example and what I did to my mother. We never mean to do this, but it can still happen. And it's not the fact that it happens. It's how we then try to repair afterwards. So um, my mom, uh, sister, niece, and myself all went down to New Orleans at the beginning of the summer. 
Um, it was vacation just for the women. My mom and I have taken a vacation every year, at least once, and had a great time. And just two years ago, she was on vacation with me in the Midwest, and we didn't have a motorized wheelchair, and she had to walk the first day, and she did phenomenal. So I'm thinking, yeah, hey, down in New Orleans, she can walk the first night that we're there. It'll be okay. We're not quite sure this night market we're getting ready to visit, how much room there might be for motorized wheelchair, what the streets are going to be like. So it should be okay. She's done it before. Now, she had already shared with me that she was having problems with a hip that had pins put on it, pins put in it uh, three years previous. But I discounted it. I didn't hear it. Well, let's just say by the end of the night, we were lucky to get her back to the car. And now I find out a couple of months later that there are additional health complications that actually caused me to reach out to her whenever I found them out and said, Mom, I am really glad that you didn't die on us that night. I would have put a damper on the entire weekend. <laughs> My family, we use sarcastic humor to get through things. But I did apologize. I let her know that I wouldn't put her in that position again. And what did she need from me to continue on this health journey that she's on right now and trying to get herself stabilized? So we will inadvertently create experiences for somebody to go toxic. We need to take responsibility when we do and say, how can I repair this? Now, where or how uh, did our system even get used to being dysregulated, dysregulated, dysfunctional, and going toxic? Well, I'm going to say over 90% of the time, I could be wrong, but I'm going to say over 90% of the time, it's because you had to spend some time in a situation that you couldn't get out of with a cluster F, cluster fuck. Look it up. It's a military term. It means an experience that is beyond repair. Well, that's what cluster Fs are. They are a certain personality type. Uh, and they are so good at hiding. They hide in plain sight. It is not like you are going to be able to sit back and recognize them. I was actually in a group situation, a group therapy situation, where somebody was a cluster F. And uh, the people running the therapy thought he was the greatest thing that came along and they wanted to put him in charge of other groups. Just so happened, I knew what was going on behind the scenes because cluster Fs usually have two faces that they all show you. One, is for the general public. And it was one that they showed you in the beginning. And then the real one is who they really are underneath. I'm not going to get into how they were created. Uh, quite frankly, they're not I focus. You are. I will tell you, I will never see one in a coaching session because there's nothing wrong with them. 
It's with everybody that's around them. And if they do go to a coaching session, it is because it's a problem with the other person that is asking them to come in. See, cluster Fs do not possess the same abilities for reflection, for self-reflection like the rest of us do. They put on in the beginning that they do. In fact, they are so amazing at mirroring back to you everything that you've wanted, that you've desired, that you've been looking for. Mm -hmm. It's because they're kind of empty inside. And so they, they're they attracted to you because of your attributes, your strengths, talents, abilities, and gifts. They see you and they're like, I want that. That's what I want to have. But in order to develop it, there must be self-reflection and they don't possess that ability. So after a while, well, um, they begin to despise the very things that attracted them to you. And those things need to be taken down a notch. Yeah, you need to be put into your place. And then you're spinning going, whoa, wait, I thought I was doing everything right. Now I'm doing something wrong. At least they're telling me I'm doing something wrong. And everything was so great just a little while ago. So yeah, it must be me. So I need to try harder. I need to overperform. I need to try to find a way to fix this. And the very thing that attracted them to you is the very thing that they will weaponize and use against you. And now you're on this crazy roller coaster of high highs and low lows that you wind up walking on eggshells. You never know when it's going to happen next. Now, that is different than inadvertently creating a toxic environment for somebody and then recognizing, wait, I put my values on them. And it's something that's maybe not correct for them. And I have to give them the space and the place to discover what's right for them. I I had a friend, had a friend who was late for everything. And after a while, it really began to wear on me uh, because I felt I was disrespected. And in a joking manner, it was like, hey, you know, this is really going to have to be addressed. And she didn't. And I was okay with the fact that she was all right with not addressing it. But I also needed to have boundaries for myself. See, that's what cluster ups want to do. They want to take down your boundaries. Uh, think of a, a boundary like it's mosquito season and you're going to put on bug spray to keep them away. Well, the, the mosquitoes would rather you go out with nothing on so you can be a food source for them. And that's what cluster Fs look for. And they try to design it in such a way where you think it's your fault and you just need to try harder to make it okay for them. And your system becomes chronically dysregulated. So going back to my previous friend, I needed to say, you know what? It's okay that she does that. I'm not going to make her wrong because she 
this high functioning in life. It's just not right for me. And we can't overlap anymore. Okay. That's different than a cluster F who wants to freak up everything in your life. Have you think it's your fault? So you can continue to dance to the tune that they decide to. Okay. Uh, That is going to equal a dysregulated system. You are then going to go into dysfunction of anxious and being attached to overperformance or just completely giving up and attaching to avoidance and closing yourself off and building walls around you. Either way, we've got the triggers for toxic already in place. And now all you have to do is be around somebody that reminds you of the original imprint when your body first realized or your emotions, your heart, or your mind, your brain, when it first realized there's nothing I can do in this situation to make it any better. So I'm just going to have to survive. I can't thrive. I'm just going to have to survive. And now that part of you is what gets triggered. And that's when things go toxic for you. So what do we need to do? Stop the self-sabotage and then create the life we desire. We have to give an upgraded meaning to the messages that are coming through physically, emotionally, and mentally, creating the space and the place for your powerful mind to talk to you. Sometimes it happens right away. Sometimes it takes a while, which is the reason why I give all of my clients what's known as authoritative post-hypnotics. These are actions and these are keywords that they can take after the session is over with that allows them to continue the communication that I started with them and their, their mind, their heart, and their body that I started with them during the hypnosis. So to stop the self-sabotage, have to open up the lines of communication and understand what's coming through. Create the life you desire. This is when we look at what is it that you need to do to move forward because the subconscious mind will not tolerate a void. And if you take something out, you have to choose its replacement or your subconscious mind will choose for you and it'll take it out of the same junk drawer that you just tried to clean up. This is the reason why whenever the message came through on my migraine, hey, it's okay to take care of yourself and to be taken care of. Okay, time to reach out and go out and have some fun on my own. Well, with a friend, but without Thor. See, I just couldn't get the message and go, oh, okay, no, what am I going to do with the message? How am I going to move it forward? All right. Wanted to let you know that having a mini VIP with me is still available. You'll see the directions on how to access that down in the comments below this. And if you want to understand how we might be able to customize this journey for you, if it's one you should even be looking at, then reach out to me either at Dawn Landrum 
com, can hypnosis help you dot com or one six three six six nine nine seven seven nine one. Can it get any worse? Yeah, it can. Can it also upgrade to wonderful using your wisdom that you've learned, everything you've been through and giving your pain a purpose for progress? Yes, it can. The choice is now yours. What I've been sharing with you is part of your time to thrive. See, we can get stuck in a healing process, but what's beyond the healing? Well, there's growth, and then there's goals, and then there's vision. And Your Time to Thrive is a very special membership where you access a course or a live event with me every single month that is going to teach you this process. So that way you're not dependent upon someone else for your progress. Instead, you're empowered to be able to make upgrades on your own. And then whenever you hit a block that just seems to be too much for you to get over, that's when you bring in someone for assistance. So it, the, this membership is only open for the next few days. Go to dawnlandrum.com and you'll see all the details when you click on the tab that says time to thrive.